0: Dave, this is so cool. I, I, I'm I, a fan. I'm so excited to talk to you. How are you? What's cooking? Yeah. L- literal, not literally. I know it's a weird question to start out <laughs> with. Do people say that to you all the time? Like, what's cooking?
1: <laughs> they should say more. That's for sure. They don't, actually. <laughs>
0: that's very cool. Well, I'm excited to chat with you. I'm glad you're doing well. But I did want to ask is chef the proper way to address you? Because I've had other chefs on and I've never really asked who have been on reality shows, but I just want to get to that right away and find out, you know, is this, how, how do I address you properly uh, in our conversation? For real. It's up I really-
1: to you. It's up to you. You, can, you can say chef Dave, or I, I feel like it's more and more becoming chef Dave uh, as I'm, I'm a bit more known for that. But, you know, my mom calls me David. You can call me David if you like.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's my brother's name. So that's a good name to have. Well, this is a lot of fun. And I tell you, I love the show Below Deck. We had Captain Sandy on probably during the pandemic. I think it was when we spoke to her. And you were on Below Deck Season 7, which that's was correct. just a fun ride for sure. And we're also here to talk about your cookbook, which is Great Salted, a recipe book with a story to tell. Now, this is very cool. It's not your traditional cookbook, right? Because you are also sharing stories about your experiences, dietary. I mean, the whole thing. That's so cool to put that out there. It's a very well-rounded project for sure.
1: Yeah, no, I I enjoyed doing it. Uh, It took a lot of time. I just wanted to do something that was could kind of reach people um, it, like all over the place, you know. I didn't want to have these really, really difficult recipes. Uh, I also wanted to show that I could do other stuff as well throughout my journey and how important to show people it is to get out there and, you know, take these risks, do extreme sports, feel like vulnerable in certain places. And I wanted to just put it all together with pretty much all the photos that I've taken on my my life journey with an iPhone. Um, and that, that was what was also really cool about it. Cause I didn't, I didn't get a food stylist. I just wanted it to be really real, you know? So people who are trying to cook, this is what it actually looks like. You know, it's not, okay. it's not you know, that, that was what I was trying to get at.
0: So what is a, ch- what is a food stylist? Because I am not, <laughs> I mean, I think I know, but I don't want to assume, you know what they say about assuming about certain things. Uh-huh.
1: Um, yeah, so food stylist, you pay so food stylists who are incredibly talented, um, but you cook the dish and they just make it almost overwhelming with uh, lots of other products around it. You know, they edit the colour. They just make it look way more um, – what's uh, the best, best way to describe it? Like just – it looks way better, I guess. So you'd have the plate of food and there'd be like – I don't know, if it was a Mexican dish, there'd be jalapenos on there with some agave or just – just to tart it up, if you like.
0: I like that. Well, I mean, you you know, you mentioned the iPhone thing, but I mean, today, I mean, I have this. I mean, these pictures just get better and better, so that's cool. You're able to style this on your own, which probably saves money in other places, right? Where you can invest it in other things. I would no, a,
1: absolutely, and that's what it was about. You know, I, I mean, I. I don't have loads of money. So I wanted to do uh, this passionate project based on with no funding. Um, you know, so I wanted to put the first book out there, which practically kind of took time, but didn't really cost any money, because I had a lot of the photos from from years and years ago. Um, and and that's it. So I wanted to put it out there. So the next one, hopefully, when I get time to do that, I might be able to get someone to publish it.
0: Yes. So just doing your research on you, you have a very fascinating story. You have been in this business, industry, art, this whole thing for 20 plus years as a chef, uh, which you really focus on plating, flavor, presentation. Uh, You had a huge tenure in London's esteemed kitchens. And then you fall into the world of yachting. Now, how did Below Deck happen for you? Did they come to you? Did you come to them? Did you audition? Because it is a form of reality television to a point. Uh, yeah. but it's a little bit more storytelling and a little bit more drama than most, I would assume. <laughs>
1: Definitely. Um it was, it's quite um, it's quite a funny story, I guess. I was I was in the mountains, I left London, went to France, um, was cooking there. Um, I started skiing at a really high level. Um, I ended up having two knee reconstructions. Crushed oh, both wow. my, snapped both my ACLs, um, broke my back. So my skiing, you know, I was trying competing at the time. Um, so I needed to earn money. Um, so I started yachting. Uh, I did it for eight years. Had enough of that. I uh, wanted to open my own restaurant. So I, all the money I saved, I opened up a cafe in the southwest of France, which led into another restaurant, a more of. Um, more of a fusion kind of Spanish-French on, on the water in estanio in the uh, Um And then uh, COVID hit. Um, so we obviously won a huge business. and um, So we basically couldn't keep it open any longer. So we decided to close the doors, unfortunately. So I was like, well, what now? Um, and then I saw the email um, from one of the um, guys who does uh, gets the crew together to apply for it. And I did it. I applied for it. Um, and then that's it. And now you have it. I was on the show? I kind of wanted to do something else. You know, I felt like I'd done my dream of opening a restaurant. I was like, what else can I do? Can I try and can I enter the reality TV world? I just wanted to open a few more doors. Um, and to be honest, but the amazing thing about it was it actually enabled me to get my O1 visa, um, which then gave me the opportunity to start a career in America, um, which has been, been great. You know, private shipping all over the place in America, which has been wonderful.
0: How was your experience on that show? Because I watched the season. It's always high drama for sure, but like there's parts of it. I know that are, you know, a little bit heightened, a little bit uh, overstated, so to speak, because that just makes good television. But like, there's also times when the cameras aren't rolling but would you say it was an overall good experience for you? I mean, it sounds like it based on what you just said.
1: Yeah, no, it was a great, it was a great experience. It, like I say to everyone, it was one of the hardest things I've had to do. Okay, you, know, you get filmed twenty four seven, so even when you're sleeping, you're still getting filmed. So it is a constant like breach of privacy, I guess, so to speak. And it's and it's so much more intense. You know, you join the vessel, you've never been on there before. Um, you don't know what you're walking into, and all of a sudden, you have to put in an order together to cook for the 10, eight people the following day, and you just don't have much time to do it. So it's really, really overwhelming. But I met some amazing people, uh, and I said, like, it opened up a lot of doors for me, but it was intense. The best way to describe it is intense. It was. Uh...
0: Yeah, Captain Sandy said the same thing. You know, she just was like, you're pulling into port one day, flying one flag flying another flag. You might have to deal with pirates. I mean, it's just insane. Well, that's very cool. So you've done all these things. Then you make your way to Miami. That has to be great too, because that is a very culturally diverse area. And I've never been to Miami, but I understand just as far as food, culture, nightlife, it's just the best place you could be as a chef.
1: Yeah, it's, it's honestly, and I I kind of live for the sun. Believe it or not, coming from England, but for my mental health, like waking up in the morning when the sun is out, so it's a huge, huge difference. So I'm able to run to the beach every day, especially the yeah the food scene. Lots of people have moved here since COVID, like into more like Palm Beach area. So there's there's lots of work in that, in the private sector. So that's it's brilliant. I've I met some incredible people here. You know, I'm I'm about an hour from Miami, so it's easy to go into Miami. I was there for my uh, book signing on Saturday. So, yeah, it's a great place. And if I want to fly back to Europe, it's like seven and a half hours. It's actually, it's pretty much the same distance from here to Colorado or, or to Salt Lake. I love Oh, skiing. yeah,
0: yeah. It's quite a drive. So what has the response been from friends, family about the cookbook?
1: It's been, yeah, it's been really, really positive. I think um, a lot of people would never have see me as uh becoming an author you know so it's uh, such a rewarding um thing that i've done here uh yeah my parents are super proud My yeah everyone's everyone's really really proud just we, we put it out just before christmas i almost should have waited because <laughs> i think obviously amazon was overwhelmed with deliveries at the time so a lot of people haven't um, received the books yet but no all in all a really really good response they got like a bestseller for the first couple of days um so it was a good good outreach. And a lot of um friends from Below Deck, they were also like reposting it, which was awesome of them. So yeah, so it was it was it was brilliant. Yeah, I'm really, really, really stoked.
0: Would you do Below Deck again if given the opportunity?
1: I probably I I probably would actually. The the on, the only thing about it is that they keep you there's so much other stuff I wanna do. Um okay. that they lock you down for for like two years so you can't do anything else that's the hardest thing really um,
0: i didn't realize it was that long that's very long time for just one season
1: yeah so they both, obviously you do the filming over six weeks um and then it doesn't come out for almost another year um and then okay. but they keep you for like two years after it's been on tv so it's it's like that's a long time so you can't really do anything else okay so i and for, for now, I, I'm trying to be known, you know, I, I can cook. So I want to be known as... Yeah, a, as you a, don't want
0: to be known as the chef yeah. on the boat full of drama, which isn't bad, uh, but I think it's cool that you have other aspirations. You can cook. I mean, hey, you're a chef, right? I mean, that's... Yeah.
1: That's it. I don't, you know, I'm a chef who can, like, jump out of the planes, a plane to base jump, climb Everest, you know? Yeah, I'm that's just
0: to, badass, uh, man. Like, uh, I I I think one of the... One of the many appealing things about the offer to talk to you was the fact that you're just a daredevil, so to speak. I mean, that's really cool. I mean, there has to be no fear for you when you do some. I've seen some of the videos, it's crazy. I mean, insane. I have to say. I love it. And
1: I I can't tell people enough like it's so beneficial to a mindset, such a reset doing those sort of activities. And um, I love it. That's another good place to be apart from the last couple of weeks. But the weather's always so good here. There's normally not that much wind, obviously the odd hurricane. So you can normally skydive most of the time up north. So that's why it's also a good base. But, yeah, I love it. I mean, I recommend it to anyone. It's it's, it's so good. It is so good.
0: Yeah. No, I I love to watch just vicariously. I mean, I like to do fun things, go hiking. I'm in Colorado, so – there's a See, lot of outdoor things. Awesome. What's yeah, that? Love that? Love
1: that. Colorado's, I look to moving there too as well. It's, it's, oh, it's beautiful. That's beautiful. It yeah, yeah.
0: beautiful. I was in California for 10 plus years in the Bay Area, so in that general's place. And when we moved to Colorado, I thought, man, I used to come here as a kid, you know? So there's a lot of fond memories of this place. And our summers here are some of the best out of anywhere yeah, right. in the world. Well, yeah. I have to ask you, because you are a chef and you work in high pace and high pressure situations, have you watched shows like The Bear, The Menu? Like, is that pretty accurate to how things are?
1: You know, The Bear is brilliant. I really enjoyed it. And, and also Burn. I don't know if you've watched Burn. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's insane. I, I love it. I love that movie. And it is really, it's, it is very close to to what it is probably not as such as it is now. I feel like a lot of things have changed. But when I grew up, changing, you know, I had my like, duck fat poured on my shoulder if I did something wrong, or and <laughs> oh, locked in the, wow. in the freezer. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. You know, you locked in the freezer and then they'd throw like knives at the fridge door. So it, it was pretty, it was pretty brutal. And I was a horrible head chef. I was a young head chef, 23, and uh, I was working in a five star in Corsica. And I was also horrible then, which took me, I'm so glad I'm not like that anymore because it gets you nowhere to shout at someone. Absolutely, gets you nowhere. Um, so that's why it was also great having that experience and having that kind of in the locker. Because when I went on the show, when I was cooking and in, in the galley, you know, I was calm when I was cooking. And that's through the experience and um, yeah, my experience of being in all these different different types of kitchen all over the place. Like sometimes, like I said, the head chefs are gnarly back in the day.
0: Yeah. They, people don't know. Well, I've had very fun, interesting restaurant experiences. I've, I've used to be in the hospitality industry. So I was able to eat at the French laundry in Napa, which was a lot of Mm. fun and Latoke restaurant, some of these Michelin star places. And I really, I feel like that, you have to go into these places with an open mind because it's not so much about eating certain things, but really about the overall experience, right? Like duck foam, I was, I would not want to say that it was lost on me, but you just have to go into it with an experience or robin eggs. Like it's just an experience, right? Like it's, you got to understand the gastronomical idea behind it. And like, it's just really an experience right for a no, the simple palate <laughs> i would say for sure
1: absolutely i own a place called Mar- margaret's in uh, san sebastian and that was like it was basically kind of like scientific food it's, it's fun it's a journey but it's it's almost uncomfortable to eat you know so yeah you got respect for trying these things but Feel like the average palate. I had some Szechuan pepper from I don't know a certain altitude that was like eating a battery on this tuna. I was just like this is this is so uncomfortable. <laughs> but, yeah, like yeah, tomato,
0: gotta- tomato juice or tomato water. Yeah, it's very interesting. All right, couple more questions. What is your guilty pleasure to cook? Like if you're at home and you need to just make a good meal for yourself, chef. What do you enjoy? Like, what is your favorite thing to cook?
1: When I'm at home, because I'm obviously always cooking a lot, I, l- I love a burger. I'm a big fan okay. of Okay,
0: yeah, a burger is just okay. the best.
1: Chicken burger with, like, chipotle aioli or something.
0: Really? But I love
1: I love an omelette. I love just a plain omelette with parmesan and lots of salt. Um, Believe it or not, it's just because it's so easy just to whip up. And the texture of an egg, it's actually one of the hardest, best thing to test a chef is just ask awesome them to make an omelette or do something with an egg because it is Probably one of the hardest things to cook, like, properly. So I love a French omelet. I'm a big fan of that.
0: Yeah, I just had a really great breakfast this morning. I You can tell I'm a little bit hungry. Yeah, it's interesting because I remember when the chef, this last season, the whole omelet thing came out and it was all over TikTok and YouTube, how to make the omelet from the chef with the potato chips on top. I don't know if you saw that, but that was like, it was like this – Episode where they made an omelet and it the way they were making it and straining the eggs and crumbling the peppered potato chips, like and it was like the thing to do over like a short a short period of time. <laughs> uh is okay. how do you make this omelet from the chef, right? Um, or this season they had a Will Poulter was on there and he was the dessert chef. So how to make a good this or that? Yeah. So I imagine like if you're cooking for people. Do you get certain requests, or like, are you just more comfortable making a good burger? Right, like having a good hamburger. No, absolutely.
1: I mean, you you also you always get random requests, and um, it's always much easier to say yes in that kind of situation. So people give you random requests. It's just like, sure, I'll do it. No worries. Um, where a lot of people be like, oh, I'm not, I'm not fucking doing that. Um, but yeah, so yeah, you do get random requests. Oh, the, or, the hey, just
0: thing. make me a good peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like, you know, I, as, as rudimentary as it sounds, I mean, I have a kid, so I mean, you know, I you just try and experiment things. So one last question, I, you know, you've just had so much success. I feel with the cookbook, you know, you've been on television, uh, reality, like all of these things, but like what has been like the biggest learning experience for you, Chef Dave, as far as like, out of all of this, like what has made you a better human being? Do you feel, uh, you know, outside of all of this, like what has impacted you the most?
1: I think uh, I, say, I say a lot. I think the biggest impact is, it's kind of like just speaking about how you feel at the present moment. The sharing is share is sharing with people and being upfront and just, you know, if you're having a tough time, just sharing your emotions. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, I cried on live TV, right? So it was out there for the world to see. I think I'm, I'm not ashamed of that. It's like, um, you know, it's like what Sylvester Stallone says, where he's like, "Fuck fear," and and that's what it is. is. That's what it is. If you can cry on live TV, you can do anything. Trust me. Um, so yeah, I learned no, I learned a lot about that. I learned a lot about myself um, through the journey, and I just yeah, I just want to keep keep achieving. I guess keep moving forward and taking risks.
0: I love it. Well, where can people get the cookbook?
1: So you can get it, got one right here actually. You can get it on Amazon. Um, so yeah, you can get it takes a little while for the hardback copy to be delivered. I don't know why. Um, but the but the hard cop the hardback copy is way better. Um I'm kind of doing the book sale, so I'm doing a little book tour at the moment. Um so yeah, Amazon, Amazon.com.
0: Well, Chef Dave, thank you so much for your time. It's been a fun conversation. And uh, I appreciate it. Congratulations on all your success with this.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.
0: Appreciate 100%. it. hundred percent. Thank you. Thanks for listening and being a part of today's conversation. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with a friend. It's absolutely free. Omega major proportion. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. And remember, we care.